Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning feng shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Hey guys, today we're going to learn about how a building's facing direction can affect the energy in the space. We're also going to look at what your home or business's facing direction can reveal about your life and luck. Although it's not necessarily a part of all schools of feng shui, in classical feng shui, one of the most important things, the first measurements we're going to take a look at is the way your home is oriented, the way a building's oriented in the land. So we're going to look at whether it faces north, south, east, or west, or one of those inner cardinal directions. And this is actually going to tell us a lot about um, what kind of energy you're receiving into your space. So even before we take out any sort of low pan and look at any of these um, very complicated measurements, just taking a general look at the direction, the geographic direction that your building faces can actually tell you a lot about the kind of energy you're receiving without having to do all that extra stuff. So for this, you'll only have to know if looking out your front door, you know, towards the street, towards the front yard, which direction does your home face? So you can very easily take a little compass out. You can do even do it on your phone and just kind of loosely stand a couple steps in front of your door and you can see which direction this the door is facing. <laughs> so when I say facing direction, I do mean that the front of the home, whether it has a door or not, sometimes doors are on the side, right? Or they face a different direction. So standing at the front of the, the home, the building, and you um, are looking out into like the street, the yard, the patio, the, um, the, the driveway, or the parking lot, right? So it's going to be the front of the building that is used to like take a picture. So if you're a real estate agent and you, uh, you know, are listing a property, what would you use for the architectural front of the building? Remember the door is not always located there. So we're taking a measurement uh, from the front of the building. So if anyone needs help with this, um, shoot me a message. I help people figure it out all the time. Although you can choose a home based on this criteria, I'm going to kind of focus more on career. And when we're looking at career, we're looking more at where you spend your time working. And so if you work from home, this is pretty perfect for you too. But when choosing a property, um, you, I'm looking at what can support a career for you. Okay, so obviously a career is a big part of our lives, you know. Um, the direction in that your property faces can significantly impact your professional success also. And so in feng shui, there's obviously eight different directions that correspond to the different occupations. And so by understanding what each direction represents, you can help choose a property that kind of aligns with your career goals, your aspirations, and use feng shui to kind of grow yourself professionally also. And so again, this is, you can definitely choose a home based on this criteria, but um, I would suggest more for a business. 
So we're going to start first um, with the north, and the north is the element of water. So it's going to support water-related careers. So if, and this can kind of be interpreted in different ways. So if you feel like that it doesn't necessarily match up to what you would think of as that type of career, then you can also feel free to interpret it in a different way. But anything water-related, travel-related, anything that's going to have to do with like transportation and movement, I would say are governed by this water energy. And so overseas marketing, you know, overseas like shipping, anything like that. If you do business and you just do, um, you know, have an overseas market, then that totally qualifies. Um, things like shipping, water-related activities like boating, um, wakeboards, you know, maybe you do those stand-up paddle boards, you know, uh, yeah, these are all things that are related to the water energy. And so um, I also get things like kayaking and, you know, um, anything like that, like tour, touring businesses, fishing, travel, telemarketing, um, communications also, because you're talking to people that are far away, right? Um, coffee and tea shops, drink stands, um, anything like that, like a refreshments. But to me, I would even think like car rental and of course, like transportation, you know, um, things like that. So if you, you know, rent out water skis, you, you know, rent out things for recreational purposes, uh, perfect to choose a north facing business. So going right around the compass here, um, due south. So if we're looking at the south and you have a building that faces south, it really supports the area of metaphysics. So if you do metaphysical work, if you are a spiritual person, if you do readings, palm readings, um, if you do things like yoga or churches are really good to orient to the south. Um, also things like technology, computer support, cooking and baking, right? Um, it's literally fire. So a lighting technician, firework stands, the beauty industry, or if you are like a beauty blogger, you know, get a south facing home. Influencer falls under this category. Arts and uh, creativity, creative processes, um, electronics, you know, like what if you do like uh, have like a clay firing studio. So this could fall under both earth and and fire like if you have a, fi a literal fire going something like that if you're firing uh, products right so um yeah electronics equipment installation also like eye and um eye doctors vision doctors like eyeglass sales and and just anything it's like sales in general south is perfect for you so sticking with the cardinal directions, we're going to go to east. So the east is the yang wood, and it does represent things like forestry, but even things like, um, I mean, generally the things you would think of with like wood, right? Woodworking, wood carving. And, um, but the thing maybe you might not think about would be, um, uh, sports. So it actually, the East does represent like the sportsman. So if we're kind of getting into it a little deeper and we look at things like flying stars and the number three flying star that is associated with the East um, is generally associated with arguments or fighting, but in a um, positive light, it's actually, it, this can be used for like sportsmanship or somebody that has like a high risk job. So if you have a um, a, you know, a, a business where you're taking people into, um, you know, really risky things like base jumping, you know, um, 
bungee jumping and stuff like that, this would definitely fall under that category. You can get an east-facing uh, door, east-facing building, and uh, to really take advantage of that energy. Sports studios, karate, um, but even like clothes, clothing manufacturing, and uh, like dance studios. Remember, the uh, wood represents the legs, so anything like, with like dancing and stuff like that. Um, and of course, sporting equipment and sports-related apparel would be perfect for a east-facing building. So the West, the West is kind of a, a fun one. So the West, it, it represents that, um, that yen metal and that yen metal is all about attention. And so things like networking, being very social communication, anything that lets you like show off and showcase skill, especially like acting, singing, public speaking, music studios, um, is a, a really good for a West facing building. Um, but also things like um, uh, bars and liquor stores, but anything that's like maybe you have a bingo, bingo hall, like gambling and activities that are kind of considered, you know, a little risky, right? Clubs, a recording studio, or even a pawn shop do amazing facing West. <laughs> so I'm um, just kind of funny story. There's a strip mall right down the street from me and all the the businesses in that building face West. There's a pawn shop and a bar <laughs> just right there and liquor store there's a liquor store on the corner of that strip mall and so i mean they've been a business and their their business is booming um on another note i i kind of advised my my husband's friend one day right um he was thinking about opening up a, another liquor store they already had a liquor store and it was already facing west and so i made the comment to my my husband one day i was like man he really has a, like a perfect setup right perfect setup facing west and um he kind of relayed the information to him he was like you know thinking about opening another store and he was like oh get a west facing store it's great for liquor sales and so sure enough i think he's opening his fourth location and all his locations face west and they all do amazing. So yeah, anything that's like drinking, happy, karaoke, bars, clubs, social, amazing facing West. So now looking at the intercardinal directions, the Northwest is the element of yang metal. So anything that represents that yang metal energy, the big metal energy, like logistics, anything that's like an organization like that, like if you have a professional organizer business, appliance repair, even like coaching, because that represents kind of the organization of engineering, heavy equipment rentals. Like if you rent out those like heavy, you know, machinery or something like that, that's good to have a Northwest facing building car uh, and bike repair, stuff like that. Um, financial management would be a good one. Um, military or government subcontracting work, mechanical work, gun stores, or shooting ranges can all be represented by uh, this Northwest energy. And it's supported very well with the Northwest facing building. The Southeast is also a wood energy, but it's a yin wood energy. And so this represents things like academic pursuits and learning. And so, and, and also um, it can be considered like a romance. Sometimes it's called the star of romance. And so things like bookstores, libraries, schools, anything with like paper, if you think like paper and office supplies, man, paper manufacturing, but also obviously like gardening and flower arrangement. Um, and uh, natural medicine, like if you have like a herbal store, um, acupuncture, massage, anything like that, a clinic would be really good because it, again, it represents um, also medicine. It's it's sometimes called the heavenly yi. It's uh, uh, represents um, 
like healing, right? And so a southeast facing clinic would be great. Um, tutoring because it's obviously learning and things like acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, of course, would fall under these. And um, I think I said herb store, but if you're like a like herbal medicine store. Um, amazing for southeast facing also if you have like a dating service or you provide like matchmaking or something like that i mean i don't know i think people still do that right um, i would think that this would also be a good location for you to find an office that is southeast facing so northeast let's get around to the earth areas of our home so northeast if you select this location for a home uh, it's a little more challenging than having a business in this location only because the northeast is what is considered um to be uh, if, it's, if you have a home facing this way it's considered to be what's called a ghost door and so um sometimes it can literally mean that you see ghosts or there's, you know, you have a feel like a spirit or presence in your home. But uh, generally, it just kind of means that maybe you are one that prays every day. You know, you are pretty devout in your religion and maybe you, you pray every day, you go to church every day, right? Um, have an altar in your home and, and things like that. So it just it can kind of represent that type of thing if your home faces the northeast, uh, but if your business faces the northeast, this is more representative of, of again, that's it's the young earth, and so things are like big or like a mountain. It does represent like almost like sometimes it's called like the pile of money, right? The 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 young earth is supposed to be like a very like hardworking. If you work on contracts, uh, you know contract work, and you need to generate more contracts, um, you know. Uh, northeast facing place is very good for you right or if you have a lot of employees you can place them in the northeast area or sector of a home but that's for another time so it represents things like the businessman building but like really big building and earth moving earthworks um and and stuff like that also consulting because that earth does represent like that knowledge you know and um that trust you know uh, things like masonry masonry and pottery and stuff like that um, kind of looking towards the southwest, which is the energy of yin earth. Um, I kind of think these can be a little bit interchangeable, and that's why I'm kind of grouping them together. But the southwest, again, is the yin earth, and it's more of like the nurturing type of earth. And so when you think of things like pottery making, like, you know, throwing pottery, um, gardening, and I kind of mentioned, of course, in the southeast, that that would be a good, you know, way to have your a space facing southeast for for a nursery or something so this would be more along the lines of you actually doing the gardening yourself you know kind of that landscaping um the yin earth does also represent real estate property and assets so um it can be a pretty productive uh, if you're into like accumulating assets and stuff like that um, or if you have rental properties so it's a good could be a good uh to have a south a west facing office building uh for that purpose um property management stuff like that um more a little more grimly uh funeral homes and cremation services can also be grouped into uh, the area of southwest facing buildings because um yes to to from dust we come from dust will return right <laughs> so obviously the implication of the yin earth is that of a grave so uh, you know so yeah um all in all it's again a nurturing uh area and um would be perfect for one of these businesses so although we talked about looking at the direction your space faces i do think also again we talked about that intuitiveness um using your intuitiveness to 
pick a property and just kind of knowing whether or not it's right for you. And so some things I suggest also is visiting at different times of day to ensure that your needs for that space are met. And so remember that, um, again, if you're picking a massage parlor and you know you're going to be working in the evenings, then you're going to want a space that's also quiet in the evenings. Okay, so I mentioned the strip mall down the street for me. There's a massage place right next to the bar, right next to it. And um, I, I pop in sometimes just for a little quick massage. You know, it's just one of those quickie massage places. Um, however, uh, you can hear the bass, boom, boom, you know. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> It makes for not such a relaxing environment, right? And so you're going to want to like, is there early morning things going on there, you know, that, that when you're going to be working? So pick times of day that you're actually going to be working from the space and make sure that your needs are met in terms of like lighting, you know, what, what noises are going on around you. You know, if you have a recording studio, you're not going to want a lot of noise going on, you know, things like that, right? And so, um, yeah, that's just kind of, uh, looking into that and taking traffic into account also like if there's not a lot of through traffic and you're like you're relying on that for your business you're going to want to make sure you uh, even if you feel like it's like oh it's you know facing a certain way it should be good take things like foot traffic into account and you know um, accessibility to the business also so uh, take a bunch of different things into account don't just take the face and direction into account remember to use your five senses you know what do you see what do you smell um, not sure if you could taste anything <laughs> you know what do you feel in that space right what do you hear so we're gonna take those five senses into account and make sure it's the perfect space for you also we'll take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back with traditional Chinese medicine tips for a healthy transition into summer and the summer season according to traditional Chinese medicine. Alright guys, it is the time of year where it's getting very hot outside and we're going to need to make sure we, you know, take care of ourselves, we don't get dehydrated, and we're in the best health. For some reason, I tend to get sick in the summer. I do not know why. <laughs> and so to kind of avoid some of that, um, let's take a look at what, you know, traditional Chinese medicine says that we need to do during the summer months to keep healthy. First, from SouthboroAcupuncture.com, the summer season according to traditional Chinese medicine. So it is yang in nature. The organ it represents is the heart. The element is fire. The flavor is bitter. The emotion is joy and the color is red. So it does say here that the sun is out and the days are long and hot and summer is officially here. In traditional Chinese medicine, we live with the seasons and change with the seasons. Summer is the most yang season, which represents outward energy expansion, movement, and activity. This is the time to use the energy we have been storing all winter and play. The organ that corresponds with the summer is the heart and the element is fire. In the summer, we should wake up early and can stay up late, having a rest midday if needed. The body's chi and energy are at their peaks this time of year, and it is our chance to get things done that we've been planning all winter and spring. Activity and exercise are important at this time to keep the pores open and the chi flowing smoothly in the body. A bitter taste is associated with the heart, and bitter flavors drain and clear excessive heat and fire out of the body. 
in TCM or traditional Chinese medicine, all food has a temperature. So cooling foods are important this time of year due to the summer heat and they nourish yin and generate body fluids, reduce toxins and keep a body cool by clearing the heat. This is the perfect time and the only time we recommend incorporating raw or cold foods into the diet. So fresh fruits, veggies, salads, and smoothies are okay right now. Make sure to stay hydrated throughout the day and you can add fresh mint, cucumber, and lemon to your water, which are cooling and detoxing. The emotion associated with summer is joy and the color is red. And traditionally it's said that we should have a happy demeanor and not hold grudges during this time. <laughs> so no holding grudges in the summer. You can resume in the winter time, <laughs> right? So everything we do should come from a place of play uh, and joy and should be done with happiness and laughter. And it's a good time to heal emotional wounds. That's a really good tip. Summer is the time of year we've been waiting for. And there is a more laid back and carefree vibe that we can benefit from um, after a long cold winter. Living alongside the changing seasons help us stay healthy all year long and stay in harmony with nature, which is the basis of traditional Chinese medicine. So kind of elaborating a little bit on the element of fire um, from peaklife.com, which I'll link to, obviously. Um, it does say here that if uh, when the fire element is balanced, the mind is calm, there is restful and restorative sleep, and the heart is healthy and vital. But if there's imbalance of fire element, this there may be experiences of emotional disturbances, difficulty with sleep, and possible cardiac weakness. And so again, um, that's just because that fire element is very strong. And I kind of talked about this, like you may have felt this more last month because it was like a fire snake and we are in the season of fire, may start the season of fire. And so that that is the time that you may notice how that fire element does impact you. And if you listen to the monthly energy update, um, I did kind of talk about the element of fire being a very um, like dominant because it's the pure element of fire for May. And so for May um, and for several other months during this year, we're going to go through this cycle where we're seeing a lot of pure element. And so again, for May, we saw the pure element of fire and we're going to see it for, um, I believe, July. We're going to see an earth goat. So that is pure earth. And then for like August, September, we're going to see the pure element of metal. And then I think in like November, December, we see again, the element of pure water. So we're going to see a lot of pure element this year in the, um, you know, just in the, in the months that we're experiencing. And so, um, we're going to really be able to see how our, our energy reacts to certain elements. So if you've had a crazy like month of May, or if you've had any health issues, um, you need to be careful of the element of fire. And so when you see the element of fire or you see that, um, you know, the, the summer is coming up because it's dominated by fire. That might mean that that's the time of year where you have more health issues. And I mentioned that I do have health issues. I actually know why I have health issues during the summertime. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know how fire impacts me and it, it can create some health issues for me personally. And, and again, this does kind of depend on our personal energy. So although these are kind of blanket statements, it does depend on our Batsa and our natal chart and, you know, kind of how those elements, uh, how dominant some of the elements are within that chart. So, um, you could experience these issues, but generally if it's kind of beneficial to you, it will be kind of what I described earlier 
you know, talking about that balance that you have that calm, you maybe feel more energized and you might even feel like more uh, creative and, um, you know, have feel more like inspired because that's what the element of fire does. Uh, and the other side, you might feel like you do have, uh, maybe temperamental issues, difficulty sleeping, and then issues with the heart, like it talked about. And even eyesight, eyesight can be affected too. So from the other article, it did talk about foods that we want to eat, which I kind of, I'll kind of go back to in a minute because there's a list on there. And again, it's linked if you want to kind of read these for yourself um, to kind of go through more thoroughly. But here um, it does talk about foods we want to limit. And so during the hot months, restrict your intake of heavy, greasy and fried foods as well as excessive alcohol, which um, I hate because I love a good margarita after I uh, do my yard work <laughs> or sitting in the pool, right? <laughs> so these types of food preparations can add more heat to your system leading to the imbalance. And so, yeah, again, for me personally, I know I actually do have to limit alcohol during this time of year. And so for those who have particular sensitive to heat, it may be helpful to reduce the amount of spicy foods also. And again, it kind of talks about that mint and watermelon that kind of helps uh, cool down your body. So that Again, we'll go through the foods in just a second that do help to cool. So cooling foods that you can eat during the uh, summer months. Obviously, we love watermelon during the summer months. Um, apricots, cantaloupes, like those melons, right? Uh, lemons, peaches, oranges, strawberries, tomatoes, asparagus, sprouts, bamboo and bok choy, broccoli, uh, Chinese cabbage, corn, cucumbers, uh, white mushrooms, snow peas, spinach, summer squash, watercress seaweed, um, mung beans, it says. I don't know if that's supposed to say mung beans or if mung beans is a thing. I don't know. Um, cilantro, mint, dill, and seafood and fish are better to eat during the summer months. It is also recommended that um, you do like cardio exercise during the summer months. So I guess it's to kind of exercise the heart and kind of balance that out um, since it does represent the heart. And of course, staying hydrated, make sure you do stay hydrated, drink water and, um, you know, something with electrolytes in it to uh, help yourself like cool down. And I think coconut water is supposed to be cooling. I have heard that with like traditional Chinese medicine, you're supposed to take that if you have a fever or uh, take it to prevent a fever. And so that's supposed to be working too. Here it does say you, there's some tea recommendations also and says that you can do like green teas, white teas, and mint teas, or flower teas like chrysanthemum and honeysuckle, which are some of my favorite teas, especially if you get them in the milk teas or like the boba teas. Those are super yummy. <laughs> So here I think it's summed up perfectly when it says summer is a time when the energy in the environment and within us is abundant. Like the hot and expansive nature of heat, we can tune into the shift and align ourselves with the momentum and fullness and live in the full expression of the season. All right, guys, I hope you have a excellent weekend. I'll catch you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Don't forget to, you know, contact me if you have any questions. If you listen on Spotify, don't forget there is a little Q&A below. If you want to ask me any questions that can be featured on the show, I'd be happy to address those in a Q&A episode that I, have, you know, want to, want to put together. And so, yeah, feel free to submit that. And then follow me. Click the links on the link tree. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Facebook. And then I have a Facebook group that seems to be a little more interactive because um, it's just seen a little easier. So if you're, you know, like me and you use Facebook a lot, then 
um, yeah, join the group. That's linked below also. So yeah, don't forget to check out all the links and let me know if you have any questions. I'll catch you guys next week. For a free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.